Wrapping up our calendar for 2023, we've got the final part in our cost optimization series for the Enterprise Agility Podcast. My name is John Lim, and I'm happy to have been your host this year. Today, we're joined by Doug Page and Annie Jordan, who will discuss how organizations can take action after being given the strategic visibility that they need. Thanks, John. I'm actually a little bit sad for this podcast because it's the last one for a while with the amazing and wonderful Doug Page. Um, who, little be known to, to you, is not only an awesome, awesome ServiceNow employee, but he's also an amateur chef. He's just shared that with us before we start. So you know, maybe you can ask about that if you don't want to ask about SPM. But anyway, we're going to talk now about cost optimization. And we've talked about planning and we've talked about analysis. We haven't actually done anything yet, Doug. So you know, it's all very well telling us how wonderful ServiceNow is at doing the analysis and understand where the costs are and understanding where the opportunities are. But then we have to do stuff. We have to take action. We have to initiate projects. We have to assign people to work and achieve business outcomes as a result of all this. So how are you going to help us with that, with this awesome system that's integrated to everything and makes the world a better place? Well, I think you just described it perfectly. But <laughs> I think what's important to, to note is, and, I, and I've worked with customers, so I've seen this, is the way you could describe it is they just run out of steam. It, it, it takes a lot of energy. Someone says, we need to save costs, optimize costs, however we want to call that. And they have to come up with uh, a framework. How are we going to make decisions? How are we going to collect the data? Go and collect the data. It's analyze the data. These are all very, very painful things. By the time you get to the end of that, there is very little uh, fuel left in the tank. So there's, uh, and and generally people think about the, the decision as the outcome. And the decision is absolutely not the outcome. And if you want to know that, just ask IT finance. <laughs> they don't care about the decision. They don't care if you decided to retire four apps or 44 apps. They want to know how many applications you retired. So this, this uh, saving energy and reserve, some thinking space, some time to say, how are we going to execute these great decisions that we're going to make is really, really important. There are some decisions that someone is making on the spot and they don't need to be uh, complicated. So for instance, taking away a license. I don't use uh, an app that I'm licensed for for two months. You might say, there you go. We're going to take this away from you. You can reapply with a, a justification later on. Someone can do that. Uh, a lot of the way that we take out costs is, is different though, where if you want to take out a business application with business users with data in it, you don't just turn it off and you know we're going to throw this server in the garbage and hopefully someone doesn't roam by and, and pick it up and steal all of our data. And I don't know where the users are going. This is not the way that you retire a business application. In fact, you can only retire so many business applications within a certain period of time. Why? Because you have to put people on it, which means you actually have to fund it. Re taking out money requires a cost investment to do it properly. And it gets worse. Uh, you probably only have so many people in your organization. And you're also trying to do improve business value initiatives as well. So these cost optimization initiatives are competing with other initiatives that probably are pretty high priority as well in your organization. So doing this roadmap of when you're going to do these activities in a realistic manner 
and then executing them based on best practice templates. For instance, when we retire an app, here are the seven things that we do. Analysis of data, data transfer, bringing users to a new system, onboarding them, change management, all these very important things. All of this is really, really important and needs to be planned out. Love the way you talk about saving energy there. Because it's <laughs> it's really easy to infuse teams with energy when you tell them that they're going to work on something innovative or they're working on something around AI or something that's going to drive value for the business through revenue, or new products or whatever it is. Tell people that they've got to work on something that's aimed at cost savings and they're not necessarily going to be quite so excited to get up in the mornings. So that idea of saving energy is critical. And I also like that point that you made about having to compete with everything else because it's difficult for cost-saving initiatives to get attention when there's all that shiny stuff happening in other areas and the executives are saying, we're going to drive forward with this. We're going to drive forward with AI. We're going to enter new markets. We're going to come up with new innovative solutions that our competitors can't handle. You know, that's all well and good, but you've got to fund that. And you're only funding that if you're driving costs out elsewhere, which, as you pointed out, need to have money spent on them. Yeah. So can service now give people visibility into all that stuff in all those different roles as well? Because it's all very well saying this is happening, but it could be happening just because one person knows about it and is managing the project. But we, yeah. you talked about roadmaps. We need to see that across the yeah. whole enterprise, right? Yeah. And I think intuitively people know roadmaps. They can visualize it very clearly in their head. It's a series of events with a timeline at the top. I think what's important about how uh, people can view a roadmap on the ServiceNow platform, it's in the context of their technology architecture. So we're talking about technology costs and it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do this, but you need to be able to have different lenses on these activities. So one might be from a, an enterprise architecture perspective. I need to look at this roadmap from either a business capability or a business application view. And then you might have a roadmap by department or business unit. So what are the things that we're going to impact the sales department or the HR department? You may have a roadmap by strategy. So where are the cost savings initiatives versus the resiliency initiatives? So this is not just throw a couple lines in PowerPoint and there we've had it done. You need that context to be able to have that as an integrated roadmap. So for instance, if we say, hey, we want to retire this app, but we don't have time. So we can't do it till the second half of 2025. Someone, because you've provided these this different context, will say, actually, if you don't retire this in the first half of 2024, it's going to be running on non-supported software and presents a security risk. You're not going to see that in PowerPoint. You're not going to see that in a lot of other standalone road mapping tools. It's only where you have your technology architecture that you're going to see the connected uh, the connectiveness of this roadmap and really make sure those things are happening in not just a time that makes sense from a cost perspective, but that the other impacts are also not going to cause uh, adverse effects for the organization. And I think the other part that I love about the roadmap is the roadmap becomes the authoritative uh, source for what the organization is going to do. Because very quickly, this cost optimization could just become whack-a-mole because unless you kind of close the front door 
uh, you're throwing things out the back door, but they're still coming in the front door. And this, you're not, you're not making any headway. If you retire an application and someone buys two more, well, you didn't really achieve your outcome. <laughs> so having that uh, roadmap as actually being the intake, which it is in the platform, it's like if you need something. That's a request on the platform. I want to bring in this business application. I want to do this other activity. It's it's considered a business case like anything else that you would approve through strategic portfolio management. And it allows you to close that front door as you're reducing those costs. You know, we started this series of podcasts talking about customers and their need to optimize costs. And then we moved on and talked about how we can analyze where the costs are and where the opportunities to save are. And then we're wrapping up here with the idea of actually taking action and trying to provide an enterprise view of what needs to be done and what's happening and how it's improving the business. And I can't help but think that that and the, the functionality that ServiceNow provides to enable that to happen ties directly back to where we started this with the customer. Those organizations have taken so much time and put so much money and effort into breaking down the silos between different departments to create a connected enterprise where everybody is working together. And yet so many of those organizations are still working on disconnected, standalone technology platforms that don't allow them to optimize the improvements that they're working so hard to achieve. Whereas a simple move, a simple investment in the capabilities of ServiceNow will allow them to have that integrated technology platform that supports their integrated business approach, which, you know, I can't think of a better way to optimize costs than to align everything, right, Doug? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think, and, I, and I'm glad you brought this back to customers because it's the reason why we've done these last three podcasts and it really is about delivering that value to a customer. And, uh, you know, there, I can say definitively that like in the meetings that I've had over the last six months, this type of conversation is really uh, in line with the conversations that customers are having internally within their organizations. That sounds like a great place to leave off. Doug, thank you so much for being with us on these last three podcasts. Really appreciate it. And I know our audience does as well. Join us again soon, everyone. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you.